final hour of Canuck Central. Dan Richo, Satyar Shah, free agency edition. Uh, the details on Johnny Gaudreau heading to Calgary keep getting, or heading to Columbus and leaving Calgary, keep getting more and more interesting. Yes. Uh, he's getting 9.75 from the Columbus Blue Jackets over the next uh, seven years, so a total of uh, just over $68 million. Yeah. And uh, it's being paid entirely in salary, so no signing bonus payments, uh, which is, um, well, let's just say it's uncommon amongst most star players around the league. So, Yes. And I would consider Johnny Gaudreau a star at 115-point season. It's, um, it's an interesting one, but uh, clearly the player wanted to move uh, back to the East Coast, as has been long speculated, and he gets to do that with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're an interesting team, and uh, we'll have lots to parse through over the next couple of days. Yes. Because there's still some big-time fish out there, Nazem Kadri being one of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Kadri one, for Vancouver's perspective, is really the one that I think is going to have the biggest impact here on JT Miller. Yeah. His contract and potentially... Uh, Trade suitors, should the uh, Canucks decide to go down that road. Uh, All right. More on that as the show goes on and into tomorrow, as you know. But it's an overrated, underrated Wednesday. Let's get to that. Producer Josh Elliott Wolf is with us. And uh, basically what we're going to do today, we do have a few listener submissions, but uh, mostly we're just going to give some takes on what's happened uh, around the league. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of rapid-fire contracts, and you're going to tell me if they're overrated or underrated. Ooh, I like this. All right. So we'll start from 9 Mm a.m., what happened this morning. So uh, Jack Campbell (laughs) signing five years, five million per in Edmonton. Uh, You can like a guy as much as you want, but that's an overrated contract, man. Edmonton was desperate for a goalie. They got one. I don't know how much they're going to love this contract. Like, okay, be realistic about it. And people were freaking out over the the decisions that the Maple Leafs made this week with going with Matt Murray uh, instead of Jack Campbell. Oh, Jack's only getting $5 million and, and yeah. you'd rather have Matt Murray at four sixty eight or whatever the number is. It's like, well, I'd rather do that for two years than, than have to commit to an unproven goaltender for five years. Yeah, I mean, I will say the number. Yeah, uh, however, Jack Campbell, the last two years, has been more proven than Matt Murray. Yeah. In the short term. Long term, yes, but in the short term. uh, Overrated. I'd still say overrated. And goalies are tough, man. This is the market. Five times five. It's the Demko contract. Demko's contract (laughs) looks so good. Uh, Jack Campbell got the Thatcher Demko. Honestly, Demko and Shesterkin make every other contract, (laughs) every other goalie contract in the league look absolutely silly. And even even though Shesterkin, you can say, is the better goalie if you want to make that argument, the fact that he gets paid slightly more but is only under control for three more years makes Demko's contract even better because there's four more years of five. Up next, Ottawa signing Claude Giroux. Three years, six point five million per. Um, so if he, I don't think he's gonna live up to the money production wise, mm-hmm. but I think it makes a lot of sense for a team that is trying to take that next step. You're adding a credible leader, good offensive player who knows how to have success. Yeah, and I think for a young team, having a star player like him 
does matter. He's and for, for everything you hear, everything you hear about him is that he's a good dude, good character guy, and two and everything like that. So uh, I'd actually say, despite the fact that it is pretty rich, you know, nineteen and a half million in total money for a thirty-four-year-old, I'd say it's underrated for everything else you can bring to a team. I uh, I want to disagree with you, but I can't. Uh, not on Claude Giroux. Yeah. Look. I am uh, as much of an ageist as other people are, okay? I'm not not generally happy to sign players that are over the age of 30. But star players are a different category. Look at Joe Pavelski in Dallas. Uh, Look at some other guys around the league that play into their mid-30s and still have success. I think Claude Giroux fits into that category. And I think he's still going to be a 60-point player. He's probably going to play with Debrinkat and Tim Stutzla. Like, sure, (laughs) it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, absolutely, I think that's uh, underrated. And also for Ottawa to land a big fish free agent, huge for them. The Rangers signing Vinny Trocek seven years at $5.625 million per. I don't think even people in New York think this is an over, uh, underrated contract. <laughs> uh, this one looks tough. I, I mean, it's overrated. It's an overrated contract. Yeah. Especially when they're like, I don't know. I expected New York to do other things today. I almost would have rather they signed Nazem Kadri. Um, but Vinny Trocek, I, seven years for Vincent Trocek, that's too hard to get over. And I don't think the Rangers got significantly better at all today. So I wonder what other moves are coming down for New York. But Vinny Trocek doesn't look like it's going to be a deal that works out all that well. And also... They don't feel like a team that's gotten better today, while, hey, Columbus probably got better with Johnny Gaudreau, and some other teams of the Metro are going to be more dangerous next year as well. Yeah, I'd say he's going to be fine the next two or three years, but ceiling's not that high. I don't like the seven years trouble contract. The Detroit Red Wings signing Andrew Kopp five years at $5.625 million per. <sighs> so much money. I'd say overrated. I mean, I like Andrew Kopp, but just so much money. Um, underrated. Ooh. Detroit needed a, a player like wow. this. Look, he's, he's going to be their third-line center for a lot of years. Yeah, third-line center making almost $6 million. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have younger players that are making a lot less. Yeah. Playing further up the lineup. And are you, are they, they've got a ton of assets, a ton of young guys coming through. Yeah, They needed some help through the middle, and I think Andrew Kopp's going to be a good fit for them. Can he be more than what he showed in Winnipeg? And he did show some of that in New York, right? So you, you combine the postseason and the regular season. He played 36 games for the New York Rangers. In that time, he had 32 points. It's pretty good. So if he does that, then it's fine. But if he's actually third-line center, I don't like it. Uh, next, the Tampa Trio. Mikhail Sergachev, eight years, 8.5. Anthony Chirelli. <laughs> Chirelli. Yeah, that was pretty close. This was good. Uh, eight years, 6.25. Eric Chernak, eight years, 5.2. Put them all together. Mm. Just all the eight-year deals. Yeah. Tampa's uh, got something shady going on over there, man. Well, well the, what they do is they make guys take less on bridge deals, <laughs> then they get it back on the long-term deal. Yeah. Essentially, right? Uh, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I don't think Mikhail Sergachev is worth that contract. Whew. I mean, with McDonough out, that's the calculus. McDonough's gone. He's going to play a much bigger role. And if he produces even more offense and he plays, I mean, he's really good. Yeah. Like, and he you is sign ex- him through his prime. Who would you rather have, Darnell Nurse or Sergachev? Oh, 
I mean, I don't like nerds very no. much either. So I'm going. I'm going uh, Sergachev. I look. Eight years is just a. It's a big pill to swallow for a lot of these guys, but they're all in their early to mid twenties. So it's it's not the worst thing to give those guys eight years. It's the perfect way to line up your young player contracts, right? Uh, you get them on a short-term bridge that allows you to keep some of your higher-paid stars, right, and keep things happy and keep you competitive. And then mm-hmm. when they're 25, 26, you give them eight years, you sign them through their prime, and not through the really lean years, right? Yeah. yeah you know, you're, you're probably not getting too many bad years off the back end of that contract. But uh, I just – Sergachev hasn't had to play – that huge of a role to know if he ends up being the number one defenseman he's being paid as right now. Yeah, I mean, he has played quite a bit, though. Yeah. I mean, like, you're talking about a guy who has played, uh, you know, let's see here, minutes-wise. He played almost 22, almost 23 minutes this year, 22.3 minutes, 22 minutes and 30, 28 seconds per game, and played 22 minutes last year. Oh, that's pretty significant. I mean, that's, that's a big, big role. Yep. And he excels. He crushes in that role. I need to see him be a 50-plus point defenseman, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't pay a guy $8 million unless he gives me at least 50 points, too. That's what you need. You need to be great defensively, but have a big offensive push. That's my question with him. Is he going to be able to provide more offense than he has so far? It's like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's unfair to compare it to, like, the Kale McCarr contract. <laughs> but Kale's getting nine, right? And Kale's way better. Uh, Miro Heiskanen, getting eight. And guess what? Haskinen's way better. So Yeah. But the market's changing. Once these defensemen start getting paid, it's kind of like the quarterback market. We see guys get paid. The next guys that come up start getting paid too. You start seeing that. Once they broke the seal from that five or six million range for defensemen, it's a new era. Also, uh, Chernak at that price is um, it's a lot of money for a guy who's a really good stay-at-home yeah. defenseman. But I just I don't like paying stay-at-home defensemen that kind of money. Uh, Washington signing Darcy Kemper, five years, 5.25. Underrated. I mean, I knew we all knew this contract was coming down. Kemper, I think, got, uh, and hey, I, I was critical of Kemper too during the playoffs. He didn't play all that well during the playoffs. But look at the, the track record over his years in Arizona. I mean, he was, he's been a really, really good goalie. Uh, I, I just don't know if we can really harp on him too much for a bit of a cold streak when – he was also playing through a bit of an injury there uh, through the postseason as well. Darcy Kemper, it's a, it's a smarter bet than Jack Campbell. I'll say that. So underrated on that front. Yeah, uh, overrated. That's so just, you're not, you're not signing goalies. No, right? not these guys. Yeah. Not to these contracts. What are you supposed to do? Not signing bad goalies to contracts worth $5 million or so more you just keep. Samson I mean, off, come Samson on, you're sitting here making the Vanacek. argument yesterday about how great the Matt Murray trade was, and then now you're sitting here saying, like, great. you've got to sign these guys to these big contracts. It's not a terrible bet. Come on. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> but Kemper's actually good. Jack Campbell isn't. Eh, I don't know. Uh, Kemper's average, I think. Dallas signing Mason Marchment to four years, $4.5 million per. Whew, this is the most interesting bet of the day, hey? It's that and the McKayev. McKayev. Yeah. Bet. Because both guys had really good seasons mm-hmm. for the respective teams last year. The question is, how sustainable is what you saw from those players last season? Mason Marchment is like, uh, at this contract, it's like placing a bet on like a, a sexy surprise team at the start of the year to win the Stanley Cup. 
but the odds aren't all that great, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, what? What do you mean? Like, the odds are still, uh, what, 12 to 1 for this team to win? That's not That's not that great. Um, that's a really expensive bet. The guy played fourth line minutes in Florida and scored at, a, what, a 70-point pace last year? Yeah. It's insane. The, the numbers don't make any sense. And how is this guy just all of a sudden into his mid-20s one of the, on a permanent basis, one of the better scorers in the NHL all of a sudden? Where did it come from? And I, I just, I need to see more of it before I'd be willing to commit $16 million. He doesn't even have impressive numbers in the AHL. No. Like, nothing makes sense about Mason Marchman. It's wild. But if, you know, maybe he figured it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I was working in Toronto, people were like, hey, watch watch this guy. And he kept getting hurt. It was like, he can't stay healthy. So that's another yeah. reason that this is a very risky bet for uh, for the Dallas Stars. Really interesting player, but probably the biggest and most intriguing bet of the day. Uh, overrated for me, though. We'll do a couple more before going to listener submissions. Yes. Uh, Seattle signing Andre Burakovsky, five years, $5.5 million. Um, You know what? I, the signing in, of, in and of itself, I don't mind. I'm just not sure what Seattle's doing. <laughs> Overrated because I have no idea what Seattle is as a team. They're just out there trying their best. Uh, to do uh, what? Well, kind of. It's like, hey, Jaden Schwartz didn't work out, so let's give an identical contract to Andre Burakovsky. Maybe this one works out better for us. If if their goal was to just be perfectly average, they are nailing it. Okay? <laughs> but, but that's that's all I see here. And, and, hey, I love what Seattle did at the draft this last week. They probably should have tried to collect more draft picks for their first ever NHL entry draft, which is still baffling to me. Maybe I can't see the Seattle Kraken clearly because I'm still jaded by how badly they bleeped up the expansion draft. Um, and they gave Martin Jones a $2 million contract. Oh, too. Anyways, we're not talking about Martin Jones. I, I, I'd say the contract is fine. It's properly rated for the player. I'm just the wrong I'm place. Confused. Overrated. Confused. I, I need to see Burakovsky do it away from an elite team. He was, he was awesome in Colorado, but... I think he's just going to be a guy in Seattle and not be able to move the needle all that much. All right. And the Vegas Golden Knights trading Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coughlin to Carolina for future considerations. Underrated future considerations. <laughs> Could be anything. Anything. Even Max I, Pacioretty. So I don't know who was the greatest uh, future considerations in NHL history. But, like, in baseball they use player to be named later. Yeah. Uh, David Ortiz was once a uh, player to be named. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, Michael Brantley, once a uh, player to be named later. Yeah. Coco Crisp. Um, One of my favorites, Marco Scutaro, was a player to be named later. Scoots Scoots. won a World Series with the Giants. Mm -hmm. Um, Future considerations. Vegas probably ends up getting nothing from Carolina. No, they don't. But underrated move for uh, Carolina. I mean, it's essentially like signing a player to a one-year contract worth $7 million. Yeah. You know, so what they did was they got a good player who can score goals without risking anything long-term. So for them, good move. Really interested to see what they do with Nechas, but uh, Carolina, Pacioretty fits perfectly with what they needed in the playoffs, a guy who can help them score on the power play, and uh, a finisher, uh, and and. Pacioretty, for what he is now, even into his mid-30s, still still an elite finisher in the league. 
Uh, just looking up some players that have been uh, the future considerations part. Oh yes, of a deal. Uh, Robin Regeer. Ooh. Oh, very Colorado nice. To Calgary. Not bad. Um, that worked out. Draper, I guess, but that was a dollar. That was a Chris dollar. Draper got traded for a dollar. Yeah. Yep. Traded uh, for a loony. <laughs> the best trade ever. <laughs> and that seems to be about it. Not yeah. a lot. Not a not a deep list. Okay, listener submissions. Uh, discount Dracula. Frisbee golf. Overrated or underrated? Have not played. Frisbee golf? Frisbee golf. Disc golf. No, haven't played. More interested to play like foot golf, you know. Yeah, yeah. foot golf looks fun. Oh, I I fear I'd like tear my groin or something like that. Like trying to kick it yeah. so hard off the tee. See, you can't go try to kill it. <laughs> All about placement. That's what they say in regular golf, and yet I still avoid that <laughs> advice all of the time. Uh, Oz, happy hour, overrated, underrated. Oh. Oz, Oz. See, most happy hours. Where's Oz? That's just who. Oh, that's just who sent it. Oh, happy hour in general. Sorry. (laughs) I'm like, where's Oz? You haven't been there? Yeah. Uh, Oz. Uh, Happy hour. No, uh, underrated. Happy hour is great. Have you ever been to a happy hour that's overrated, though? Yeah. There has to be some. Some of them just put their crappy stuff on happy hour and hope you buy it there's that that's not great generally it's pretty good my favorite though is the ones that have like it's like 50 cents cheaper yeah it's like it's happy hour but it's like it's an 899 it's 849 it's like i i mean does Uh, that really move the needle no that's not much of a happy hour i say general rule of thumb happy hour is underrated yeah general rule of thumb it can be overrated in spots though fair enough uh we'll end with one from nephew dom instant coffee overrated or underrated if you're desperate. If you're desperate, it'll it's, work. It's definitely overrated. Yeah, it's not good. But I'm it, not a work. coffee snob, and even I don't do instant coffee. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got one here from uh, Mike G on the text inbox. I have to answer it because it's hear. a Ch- Chelsea question. Raheem Sterling. Overrated, uh, underrated? Raheem Sterling. I'd say underrated, given the reaction I've seen some, for some people about Raheem Sterling. This guy, all he does is like score 15, 20 goals every year. And he helps set up plays, and he's good, and he's very effective. Like he's, I've never been a big good. Raheem Sterling guy, but it's hard to say he's overrated. Yeah. You, you can say he was like one of the best players in the Prem a couple of years ago. Yeah, man. I, 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 and you know what I think and it he's is? He's still young. Yeah, he's like 27. So he reminds me of, you know, some hockey players that get over-scouted because he was like a star at like 16 or whatever. Yeah. And he's been in the in the spotlight for so long that oh, all he wanted flop, out of Liverpool, Liverpool and, and yeah, hundred million bucks from Man City and all that sort of stuff. But the thing always was like he was overly scrutinized. But I don't think there's any denying how good and how good he is. So I, I think his over scrutiny makes p- people think he's overrated. But uh, I'd say he's he's very good, excellent, Had, excellent pickup. Uh, Twenty goals in the Prem just a couple of years ago. Yeah, man, that's all nice. he does. Nice, uh, nice little uh, off season for your Chelsea Blues. Yeah. Kalidou Koulibaly as well. We'll Stole see if he can get Kimbempe. Stole him from, uh, from yeah. Juventus. We're not getting the lick, though. He's no. going to uh, Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> Man, soccer season right around the corner. Friendly season is starting up. Yeah, Chelsea is right now in L.A. They, oh, yeah? Uh, they have a North American tour coming up. They have a uh, match Juventus, coming up this weekend. Uh, Juventus is playing Chelsea, yep. aren't they? Yeah, they're playing in... Vegas? Sh- Vegas, I think. Yeah, it's in Vegas. Chelsea also has a match in Charlotte. Out of all places. That's in Charlotte. You're going to go watch your Chelsea Blues in Charlotte? No. 
Overrated, underrated, watching your favorite soccer team in a friendly match um, on a North American tour. Have uh, you ever done it with Chelsea? No. Oh, man. No. Not I've done it with American Juventus, tour. and it was awful, but Del Piero threw his shorts into the crowd, and that was great. Do they usually send their good players, or is it? Oh, yeah. the whole They, they send the whole club. What, what they do, though, is they'll play like 20, 30 minutes, oh, and then they'll like sub everybody off and they bring people in or whatever. It's not a hardcore 20, 30 minutes. No, it's not. It's 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 pretty lackadaisical. It's exciting to see the players. I remember seeing Man City that was here a few years ago. Yeah. I'm not even a City fan, but I'm like, I was excited to go. You're like, yeah, you see all the guys, and you're like, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's an exhibition game. It's just like a hockey exhibition game where you see guys try for the first 10 minutes, and I'm like, yeah, we're good. We're just going to check. <laughs> we're just going to chill for the rest of the game. Uh, not sure who is uh, Kit's Mike. Uh, hate to break it to you. Uh, Raheem Sterling is on Chelsea, not Arsenal. I think I missed a joke there. In any case, coming up, we spoke with uh, Patrick Alvine earlier. You'll hear from the Canucks general manager on what is what he felt on why the Canucks made their moves today, especially Ilya Mikheyev. And what's to come next? That's how we close out Canuck Central next on Sportsnet 650.